is Cheers to Your Pivot, a podcast to help you challenge old visions and lead your way. My name is Dr. Taryn, and I'm a leadership coach. I spent two decades climbing the conventional career ladder, only to realize it was not what I wanted. So I decided to pivot and start my own business. And I did so with a strategy in hand. My business launched to six figures in less than 90 days. Most importantly, I lead my way. Listen, conditioning kills calling. So let's get started and cheers to your pivot. And welcome back to another episode of Cheers to Your Pivot. As part of the Prioritize Purpose mini-series, we are talking about phase one of the Cheers to Your Pivot framework. And I'm walking you through exactly what that looks and feels like within my framework with my support. And so I want to introduce you to one of my clients. Her name is Anna. Now, I have to be honest with you. Anna is not here. She is not a guest today. I know. I'm sorry. She will come on the show though. We already talked. But I still want to introduce you to her because her story is amazing. The transformation that Anna had as one of my first clients of my business was incredible. I mean, Anna is my neighbor and I coached her to start and build her own school after just working together for six months. I mean, that level of transformation is purely incredible. So that is why I want to introduce you to her and share her story. But that's the highlight reel. There was a lot that happened to get there in those six months. We worked together very closely. And so I want to start from the beginning. So one day I am walking through my neighborhood and just on a walk at the local park. And Anna comes up to me and she's asked me what I did for a living. And so this was at a time when I was also grieving my own vision of myself. And I was not necessarily quite confident and comfortable claiming who it was that I saw myself to be at that moment. And so I went on this long drawn out story about how I used to be a superintendent, but now I'm not. I had a baby during the pandemic, yada, yada. And let me tell you, she was so kind because she listened to every bit of that story all the way up until I finally named myself as a coach. I did. I got there. And when I did, Anna was thrilled at the fact that I knew schools, I knew transformational coaching, and that I could help her start her school. So Anna from the jump, she was clear that she wanted to start a school. She knew what it was that she wanted. She could see that vision, but she didn't know how she was going to get there. Many of us have been there. Some of you are there right now. And so we started talking more about her project and we started to just uncover what it is that she really wanted this school to look like. So when we would start talking about her project, two things would happen. So one, when she would talk more about that project, she would literally 
light up. I mean, you could hear her energy through the phone when we would talk about it. I could see her movements changing when we were in person. It looked like she was getting ready to like jump out of her body. She was so excited about this vision she had for her life. And I could feel it too. I knew this was a calling for her. But something else also happened when we were in those same conversations. The closer Anna would get to making a decision about working with a coach and really starting that school, she would second guess everything about herself. Everything. She would say things like, how could someone like me start a school? I mean, I'm a nurse who like subbed a few times in a science class every now and again. How can I actually start a school? I don't have an education degree. I don't have a teacher certification. I don't have substantial experiences. I mean, in the same moments that she was lighting up about her vision of herself in this school that she wanted to build, she would also turn her light right off. She would dim it and turn the light right off by thinking about all the things she was lacking. As soon as Anna's dream of building that school got closer to becoming a reality, her limiting beliefs got stronger and they completely took over her decision at some points to make future decisions about who it is that she wanted to be. And so we know the headliner, right? She has her school now. So she eventually said yes to her vision and yes to coaching, but those limiting beliefs continued. And so that's what I want to focus on today in this episode is really talking about the work we did together to remove those limiting beliefs so that she could get to her transformation. You see, Anna had to do the important work that was inside of phase one of the Cheers to Your Pivot framework. Anna had to learn to value voice. She had to learn how to value her own voice and all the other voices that she was hearing because those were the voices that were helping her make a decision. We needed to know whose voices were they? Were they ideas of her friends, families, loved ones? Or were they her voices, her inner voice, her thoughts about herself and what we were going to do with them so that we could move forward in her transformation journey? So to do this, we had to recognize that there were some limiting beliefs. When she was questioning whether or not she could do this, Those were some of the limiting beliefs that were creeping up and dimming her light. We had to identify the specific sources where that resistance was coming from. And then we had to embrace her authentic self. She had to embrace it. We had to talk about who it is that Anna was authentically at home and in the workplace. So we didn't have to be afraid of the unknown in those moments. We could really just think about who it is that she wanted to be. So this work that we did together to help her get to her transformation was a process of valuing voice and uncovering and addressing limiting beliefs. So here's what we did. We made a list 
We made a list of all the limiting beliefs and we interrogated them one by one. So for example, when Anna might say things like, I need to have an education degree in order to start this school. I can't do this without the proper certifications. I can't, you have to have an education degree in order to start a school. I mean, these were the things she was saying. And so at that moment, we had to ask ourselves, okay, I need an education degree in order to start a school. That's the statement. Is that really true? And we had to sit with it. Well, is it really true? Are you saying that nowhere on the planet is there a person who started a school without an education degree? So when you put it out there as flat and frank as that, you're able to take some of the emotion out of it and ask yourself that question. Is that really true? And the answer was no. It's not really true that you have to have an education degree in order to start a school. It's not really true. So once we identified that it wasn't really true, we could then go further in thinking about where did that source of resistance come from? Where did that limiting belief come from? That's a part of the second step. After you uncover and address these limiting beliefs, next, together, we identify the sources of that resistance. So is it coming from you? Is it self-limiting beliefs? Is it your self-doubt, your self-criticism, your imposter syndrome? You have to kind of recognize, are you the source of those limiting beliefs? Are you your own harshest critic? In some cases, it's a yes, but in other cases, it might be no. It may be your peers. So were Anna's friends and colleagues contributing to her beliefs? Well, sometimes, sometimes when she would go and share in the courageous moment, I want, I'm going to, I'm going to start my own school. Sometimes there were friends that questioned whether or not that was the right decision at this time of her life. And it could have been coming from a place of protection. Maybe it was coming from a place of goodness. But remember the work we were doing together was looking at each of those limiting beliefs and then identifying the sources of the resistance that we were feeling. There were times when the limiting beliefs were coming from those closest to Anna. Another example is that sometimes family is contributing to your limiting beliefs. What's really funny and also just really exciting about Anna's story is that her mom, who was an educator and spent lots of time in the schools, didn't believe it was the best decision at that time for Anna to start a school. She too had that perspective that you really need to have this degree. You really need to have these credentials. And so you could imagine how impactful it would be for a family member, someone really close to Anna, present that information to her. It had a profound impact on her as it would anybody. But here's the funny part about it. Together, we were able to move past that. Anna was able to get past that limiting belief. 
And now that family member works for Anna. (laughs) I just love that. She works for Anna now. Anna is literally her boss and they both love working together now. So it just goes to show that really wasn't true, right? It really wasn't true that she needed these credentials to start. Not to discount their importance, I have several education degrees and I'm certified in several states. So I respect the credentialing and the quality that educators need to have in order to be in front of young people. But there are some schools that don't require those kinds of certifications. And so there's still a path forward. It's about defining what it is that you want. Now, in some cases, it's not you, it's not your peers, and it's not your family that's contributing to limiting beliefs. It's society at large. Sometimes it's just the societal norms that are placed on us, the gender norms and biases that play into our thoughts about ourselves and what we should be doing or what we must do as opposed to what we want to do. I mean, these external expectations and stereotypes, they influence how we think, how we feel and what we believe. And so we have to interrogate those limiting beliefs, doing so together, and then figuring out where is it that they come from? And is it really true? Lastly we have to look at external influences, media, culture, the workplace. This also has a profound impact on your limiting beliefs, the things that you are thinking about yourself, what's not possible. And I even have a a true story about this one, but it's true that not seeing yourself represented in leadership or in roles or in spaces that you want to be, it can definitely impact what you believe is true for you. So I was very young when I decided I wanted to be a school leader and it just came at a time in my life that was quite traumatic. So I was in my early 20s. I was about 24. I was divorced at this time and I'm a single mother. I mean, do you even know a 24-year-old that's divorced? I mean, I, I literally felt like I was the only person on the planet that was in my 20s and with a baby and divorce. Like I thought that was my story. So anyway, I remember being very clear about the fact that I wanted to be a principal and I was going through my schooling. I was coming to a close on that. I was toward the end of my program and I was an acting administrator and I couldn't wait to get a job, but there was something that worried me day and night. It was the fact that I was a young single mother, unmarried, and I wanted to be a principal. And I literally knew no one that met that criteria. I had no one that I knew. So one day I Googled it. I literally Googled like single mom principals (laughs) and nothing came up. And I was like, oh gosh, nothing is coming up. I'm like a helpless case. I mean, I literally felt like that. And it's because I didn't see myself reflected back to me in the spaces where I wanted to be. Now, I am sure now that I have gone through principalship and into superintendency and beyond that I know there were single mothers 
as principals or school leaders in some capacity. They just weren't making themselves known on the internet. I mean, obviously, right? And we're talking about a a while ago where, where now you can Google just about anything and something will come up, but that wasn't the case then. But it just goes to show how much of a profound experience it could be to not see yourself represented in the ways that you want to be in the world. And specifically in leadership, it almost feels like there's a ceiling to your your growth. There's a ceiling to your capabilities because you don't see anyone leading the way you want to lead. So you think it's almost impossible. But here's also what we know. When you are clear about what you want, you are focused on challenging those old beliefs and old norms. You are able to see yourself in new spaces by grieving who it is that you thought you wanted to be and seeing that there's a new place that you can be more linked to your passion and your purpose. You then have the courage now to say, well, if I don't see myself, I'll just be the first. That's possible too. But there's a lot of internal work that has to happen for that level of courage to be within you, which is why Anna and I had to work together in order for her to really combat these limiting beliefs and those external influences were definitely a part of the work that we did together. Because when you don't see yourself in media or in leadership or in the workplace or in different cultural spaces, you just don't believe it's possible. And it, and your limiting beliefs can grow right from that space. Remember, recognizing and addressing limiting beliefs is an ongoing process. So I hope that Anna's story was an opportunity for you to visualize what it would look like to push against those limiting beliefs and move through that negative self-talk in order to get where it is that you want to be. It's important to be patient with yourself and to seek the support you need when needed. By challenging these beliefs and their sources, you can actually lead your way and do the work that matters to you and the world. The Cheers to Your Pivot framework is your key to challenging those old visions and bucking back on those cultural and social norms that keep us completely status quo. No more status quo. We are moving and evolving to our next level. So listen, next week, we are finalizing our Prioritizing Purpose mini-series. So come back and learn more steps that you can implement to transform your life and your leadership. See you later. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. You could have been anywhere in the world and you chose to be here. I really appreciate you for that. So listen, if you love this episode, make sure to follow so you never miss an episode with me. And if you want to continue the conversation, send me a DM on LinkedIn and we can connect over there. See you next week.